Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials and his new album is called It's Scary in Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I just pictured someone doing something, and if I said, put that down, they would drop it, and that would make me laugh. <laughs> nice, Adam. <laughs> Always mess with their minds, my friend. Please email us and let me know if anybody dropped something when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> will that make you smile, that Adam? That probably will. If they want to get a hold of us, honey, where do they go? <laughs> the Adam Ferrara at Gmail. And thank you guys for joining us. We have a great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is a very funny comedian. You know him from Chelsea Lately, the Josh Wolf Show. It's my pal, Josh Wolf. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk to Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. You go to my website and join the conversation. And our super fan shout-out is for Michelle. Say hi to Michelle, everybody. Michelle, hello. Hey, Michelle, how you doing? Michelle, put that down! I'm sorry. <laughs> how funny would it be if, if it was Michelle that dropped something? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michelle, if Phil was here, he would say hello. He's not here. I actually spoke to him last night, and he had a problem. Go figure. Really? Really? Yeah, listen to this. What's the matter now? What's the matter now? What's what's always the matter? You know, I, I got on my new ship and uh, the internet blows. So I can't do the podcast. So we can't do the podcast. And I want to thank you guys for leaving us review. We say at the end of every show, the reviews helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. And there's many places you can put reviews. Now, one of them was on the Podbean and Phil actually woke up uh, and read one. Uh, and he wasn't too happy. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. Listen to this. I, I, so I wake up. I look at the reviews, and what do I see? There's a review here. I love your podcast. I look forward to listening to you and Alex and Mark, and even Phil. (laughs) (laughs) I wake up to that. Oh, nice. Good morning. Let me have coffee now. (laughs) Even Phil. 
I even like listening to Phil. Jesus. <laughs> you know what his problem is? What? His read. What do you mean his he read? He needs to read it like, and even Phil. I don't think it's going to help at all. <laughs> It's funny because I'm working on a script called And Even Phil. So this all works very nicely. <laughs> yeah. so that, but here's what happens. right? He'll read that. All right. And then, then he'll take that as his truth and start kicking himself. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> listen to this. It's hard not to, Adam. I know it's hard not to, but listen to this. What, what episode was it? 148, the author, the funeral guy. <laughs> 150 episodes in, Even Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I bring nothing. I bring nothing to anything. <laughs> you bring, you bringing me a lot of laughter right now. No, no, no. I'm the fucking. It's like when I take pictures with you and a celebrity. Let me get in there too. That's who I am. <laughs> no, you're not. You're my pal. Yeah. You see, you see what I mean. He hears. I bring nothing to everything, and he starts piling on himself. <laughs> All it takes is one review to bring Phil down. Yeah. And I'm sure the fan was, you know, kind of going along with our joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but not for Phil. No, for Phil, I, I believe it activated Phil's anxiety because we all need to laugh and that's what God wants. I think that's what they do. <laughs> so we should be thanking that reviewer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. There's a higher purpose to all of this. Yeah. The line that made me laugh was when he goes, I bring nothing, nothing to the table at all. <laughs> no. First of all, <laughs> Poor guy. The, the rage in his voice made me laugh. But the fact that, that he adopted what she said as his reality, and it triggered his anxiety, and now it, that anxiety just knocked out his intuition. Yeah, it's and how he's perceiving it. Yeah. You know, it's all in his head. Yeah, and that's what I want to talk about today. Anxiety is the enemy of intuition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Me. And when I was thinking about this, I have to differentiate between gut feeling, instinct, and intuition. Mm -hmm. Because to me, I thought they were the same things, and they're not. Mm -hmm. uh, a gut feeling is about survival. Um, you do whatever is necessary to keep you safe and alive. It, it's primitive because it keeps us like, holy shit, a tiger. You know, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Survival mode. Survival mode. But my, okay. My, my gut instinct tells me this salmon moose is not good to eat right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your gut instinct will tell you don't have sushi on a Monday. <laughs> when you're in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. And the gut feeling um, is actually aptly named. This comes from uh, psychology today. Within the intestinal lining is the enteric nervous system. This is where millions of neurons are hiding, and they, quote, talk to your brain via the vagus nerve. Now, the vagus nerve is uh, when you hit a dime on a yo on a crap table <laughs> and you let it ride, <laughs> which I've done, which I've done. That's, That's some nerve. My vagus nerve, baby. I hit a dime on a yo. They gave me 150. I went, let it ride. <laughs> and I hit it again. For twenty two fifty, that's that's a finally two nerve. nerve. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and then I pissed it all away. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. but the point is, I had the vagus nerve. Okay, what about intuition? I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> intuition is a higher level of consciousness, uh, the capacity to sense energies to create a ripple effect of wise choices for healthy, sustainable change. Hmm. All right, so, so like a spiritual thing. Well, it's, it says here, intuition draws from the deep memory well to inform your decisions going forward. In other words, intuition decisions are based on data collected subconsciously, 
to mm-hmm. spot patterns. Mm-hmm. The body starts firing neurochemicals when similar subconscious patterns are detected. Okay. You've been through this before. Right. My intuition is telling me I've been through this before. Right. Which would stand to reason that you've got to make mistakes so your intuition can learn, no? Yeah. Yeah, you got to have data. Yeah, you got to have data for the for the thing, the whole work. Yeah. Or yeah. watch a whole lot of TV. Collect your data from, you know, watching drama. Watching drama? Yeah. That's that. That, that, that works. That, that, that's not right? intuition. Sex that, and City, help me. <laughs> that's not intuition. That's a six-act structure on TV. That's all that is. You're like, They're going to find the bad guy. Why, you got a feeling? Nah, it's right after the commercial. It's 10 minutes left. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to build your intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not good right off the bat because it, it has to learn, you know? So the intuition has to experience stuff. Right. You got you to gotta make those mistakes. And then, then you're like, okay, I've been over this ground before. Now my subconscious is going to remember the mistakes I made. Mm. And hopefully, if it's fine-tuned, guide me in the right direction this time. Yeah. You know what Oscar Wilde said? Experience is simply the name we give our mistakes. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Dress it up yeah. a little bit. Did you screw up? Well, it was an experience that I feel. <laughs> but then again, his head exploded when he died. So what? It did. He had meningitis from an ear exploded? infection, and right before he died, his head popped. Like shit was coming out of his nose and his ears, and that was it. Ugh. Spoiler it's, alert. Yeah. yeah. You know what? But you know, but he, he did die classy. How is your head exploding classy? Well, his last words were, uh, this wallpaper and I are fighting a duel to the death. Either it goes or I do. And then his head popped. (laughs) I guess the wallpaper won, Adam. Well, the wallpaper's still here, but it had his fluids all over it. How you know that, I don't know. So anyway, that's that's intuition and the death of Oscar Wilde. Mm -hmm. Now, instinct, it's more of like an ability. I think it, it's it's a it's a natural reaction. You know, it occurs without even thinking. I had an instinct. Well, you got comic instincts. You know. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. So that's that that I, that I don't think you can be learned. I think you just have it or not. Yeah, honey. I I think so too. You do. Yeah, like an artist. Yeah. You either have that timing or you don't have that timing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's an instinct. So I think that's between in, uh, intuition and instinct. And now anxiety knocks them all out. So it just overrides all your sort of like safety mechanisms. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When you are anxious, uh, the physiological response related to anxiety takes precedence over an intuitive feeling or an instinct because you abandon the present moment and anxiously project into the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I When you were talking, I was Googling. Of course you were. More shoes? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not this time. Oh, those look nice. <laughs> mm. <laughs> It says here the five signs anxiety hijacked your intuition. Go ahead. And that's one of them. All right. The other is being fearful. Well, fear triggers the anxiety, so that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. What's the next one? It says anxiety can make you feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. So you know how, like you say, trust your stomach, trust your gut instinct. Anxiety can make you feel sick. So it'll throw off any sort of measuring. Oh, okay. So. That's anxiety. It's not your intuition. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so so Stern, if you shit your pants, don't act on that feeling. <laughs> I'm just going to write that down. All right. Hold on. Okay, Pull back. Good. Words to live by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another one is you can't explain it. So I'm the, sorry. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> the fact you can't explain something will give you anxiety. You know how like sometimes you, I just feel it. Mm-hmm. I just know it. So if you can't explain it, that's that's anxiety. It's not your intuition. Right. Okay. 
So I think we've proven my theory that anxiety is the enemy of intuition. Yeah. Okay. And the reason I brought this up is mm-hmm. Josh Wolf and I, first of all, I love his laugh, and I think he's a great comic, and I really enjoyed talking to him. He also likes to uh, prank people. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but I get a great deal of, of enjoyment of doing that to Phil. Yes. <laughs> uh, but you got to have an instinct to know when something's going on. And uh, Josh was faced with a little bit of anxiety, and it kind of backfired on him. Ooh. Yeah. It's a great story. I want you guys to hear it. So you guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. Now, your gut uses the vagus nerve like a walkie-talkie to tell your brain how you're feeling. We have neurons in our gut that have been shown to process certain feelings such as fear and courage. Electric impulses called action potentials. When you hit a dime on a yo on a crap table <laughs> and you let it ride. <laughs> Which I've done. <laughs> Which I've done. You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. I am in such a mood today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that. And find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I got some stand updates for you. March 11th and 12th, I will be at Bananas Comedy Club in Rutherford, New Jersey. April 22nd and 23rd, I will be at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. We have t-shirts? Yes, we do. And I have my YouTube special. It's called It's Scary in Here, and there's a link to tickets, shirts, and the special right in the show notes. All right? All right. Go on. Get out of here. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is a writer, musician, podcaster, and really, really funny stand-up. You know him from Last Comic Standing, Chelsea Lately, The Josh Wolf Show, as well as the Tell Me Something Good podcast, and his new special is called Here for the Fun. He's had over 100 million views on YouTube and makes a trucker's hat look good. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) boys and girls, it's Mr. Josh Wolf. How are you, baby? I'm doing really well, man. How are you? Hey, can I ask you a question? Sure. And this just came to my head. Yeah. Technically, in a podcast, you're supposed to ask me questions, but I have a ton for you. I have a ton for you. Just, so okay. just get ready. Okay. Because I, stylistically, mm-hmm. when you're when you were starting to now for stand up, right? 
what, how has it changed? And do you find yourself changing stylistically with the times or are you like, this is how I tell jokes and this is what I'm going to do. Stylistically as much as I'm, I'm animated, I'm doing voices and this, that's how just the funny comes out of me. You know, so I don't think we can to be authentic to who we are. I think what changes is what we write about, because if you don't evolve as an artist, you're 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 not doing your job, yeah. you know, and, and and what type of comic you are. Like I was never a a, a social commentary guy. I was never a, a political guy. I was always a student of the human condition. I was like Me too. trying to do that. But so this is the way it comes out of me. But I will tell you what I don't change now, but I look at. Now I look, I don't look as specials as big theme things like I used to. Now I look at it as that three minute bit, that social media clip, that, that clip, that idea. So the ideas are self-contained ideas. So what I'm writing is I'll write a self-contained idea that connects to a bigger idea that has an arc, you know, it's the craft of what we do in a special, but I know I can pull the pieces out, you know, you know, I may, and I was thinking about this, I may never shoot another special ever again. I don't right. know. Look, unless you're Chappelle or Burr mm-hmm. and Netflix is backing up a truck. Yeah. You're almost, you're almost, it's almost better for you. What I'm thinking about doing is just putting out 20 minutes of new material every four months, three months right. on YouTube yeah. because the specials that that's how people are consuming. If you look at yeah. time spent on a con people aren't watching specials all the way through. They're watching them 20, 25, 30 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. So I just might, that's how I might dish out my content because yeah. I just don't know. Like, I don't know what the purpose is of me getting that out. You know what? It used to be you would take a year and a half, whatever long to you get go your special. For a year, you deliver a special. Every 18 months, you put it out, and then you tour to support that, and then you mix the new shit in. But the power, the delivery system is different. That's why one of the things I, I, I admire about not only you as, as a comic, but you as a businessman, because your YouTube channel is run with these clips, with uh, the, the way you use uh, your family. I love the fact that you and Jacob have your son, Jacob, you have a podcast yeah. where, and for those of you who don't know, I highly recommend you check it out, but Josh will put a clip up and then Jacob will respond to that clip about him. And it goes yeah. back and forth. And when I look at your, your channel, I'm like, that's what I want to do. Because it's, it's, it's you. When I watch that, I leave what I know that guy, you know, and that's, that's what I strive for as an artist as well. You know, it's interesting. You say that when, for me, the biggest compliment people give me can give me when they leave my show Mm -hmm. is, you know what? I feel like I just sat down in your living room and just listened to you tell me some stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's, we're the same. That's what I want to do. I want whatever's bothering you. I want to take it away for an hour. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know, I'm and I got silly. Like, yeah. And you do music and you do like, I was, I was watching um, uh, here for the fun and you had, you had Loretta Lynn's granddaughter writing, yeah. writing a, so- a song. Yeah. And I was like, how much fun is this? <laughs> yeah. You know, I really, man, I really, want to have fun when I'm on stage. And yeah. I, you know, I didn't play music for a long time, mostly because honestly, I was just worried about other comics. Stigma, I was like, yeah. the stigma, baby. I, yeah. It, 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 because I was like, well, I don't want to be known as a guitar comic. And, yeah. I, and then about four or five years ago, I was like, I'm not, I, 
Look, here for the fun was a different animal. Mm-hmm. But if you come see me on stage on the road, I do an hour of stand-up. And then I'll do like 15 minutes of music at the end. Yeah. Just, and because it's fun, man. People yeah. enjoy it. And, and it's like a, it's like a full show. I want yeah. you to come and leave your house and be like, that was fun, man. I had a great time. Yeah. You know what I loved when I was watching it is when you laugh on stage, it makes me want to go have fun. You got one of those laughs. <laughs> you got a laugh that I like to get. You Sickler's yeah. got one too. I like to make yes. Sickler laugh. Yeah. Sickler's laugh is, you know, he and I did when we podcast together mm-hmm. and we get going like there, sometimes I'll go back and listen just to hear what those two laughs sound like at the same time. Yeah. It is a little bananas, but yeah. I, man, I really appreciate you watching that. I, I, I have so much um, respect uh, for you, not just for the standup that you do, but man, look, dude, this, this business is yeah. all about, reinventing yourself and not not getting stuck yeah i gotta ask you and i wanted to, i'm glad you brought that up because i wanted to ask you about uh the josh wolf show it was on cmc yeah. yeah uh and it looked like a lot of fun and i used to watch it on thursday it wasn't on oh, it was on four days it was like on thursday for, it was on the weekends yeah and I, used to watch, I used to watch, i remember i would catch it on thursdays and it just looked like you were having so much fun yeah. and um I remember uh, I was I was reading an article that you got really depressed when that went away. Yeah. I mean we we put everything we are and have into our art. I think, you know, cuz that I that, I think that's just how I know that's how I do it and I get a sense that's how you do it. But that was a big thing because your whole family and friends were involved. So once I know when a show gets canceled, I I crawl into, you know, I crawl into a hole. Yeah. You know, now what? <laughs> But that it, seemed to like it seemed to it seemed to take more out of you. And I, my question is, is it, is it because you had the people you love around you in that project? It was uh, that nothing has ever taken the wind out of my sails like that because mm. uh, well, so many reasons. One, you know, I when I was on Chelsea's show, right, mm. and um, I remember her re-upping. And taking three more years of the show. And at the time she and I were good friends Mm -hmm. and um, she was like, "Ah, I don't want to, I don't want to do this, but she was like, I'd like to end this now. But the responsibility of having hundreds of people count on me for their living for their is too much for me to pull a plug right now. So I'm going to take this, you know, and she obviously got paid handsomely and all this stuff. So what was her, but, but I remember thinking, huh, that was something that weighed heavily on me mm-hmm. because they were all my friends. Yeah. We hired friends and family. I knew everybody on that set coming in because to me, those are the sets that succeed when everybody's like happy to be there. And I'll tell you something else. It, the show itself, what I found out later was that as soon as the uh, the guy who bought my show mm-hmm. quit, yeah, and the new people came in, I was yeah pretty fucked. You but know what I mean? You, that's pretty everybody. Fucked. Yeah, right, right. But I also, you know, I had a dream growing up. I wanted to have a late night talk show called the Josh Roll Show, and I had it. Right, and I did everything they asked me to do, and when I found out that it didn't matter what I did. It was Mm -hmm. pretty much going to get pulled anyways. I just, I couldn't shake it. 
And yeah. until a very smart person said to me once, is this the only idea you're ever going to have? And I was like, yeah. no. And they were like, then get on to the next idea. Like, this is it. You, you are, you create things. And then when you create things, they end and then you start again, mm. but you can't be so precious with your ideas. You can't hold on to the baby. Yeah. Right. And so I, it took, I bet you, if you ask my wife, she would tell you six months, six it took months, me six, took me six months and I'm not that dude, but it yeah. took me six months to realize that. Yeah. Now you just create more. Now what's that? Yeah, but here's the, here's the thing. I think why it hurts so much, and maybe it's because we were younger. We were younger then, is because you had this idea since you were fourteen. Yes. So now when you have it and it's destroyed, you're like, wait a minute. I since I was a kid, I want it's gone. Now not only what am I going to do, but it's more like who am I now? You know, I'm what Josh Wolf of the Josh Wolf Show, and there's no more Josh Wolf Show. That so the other big thing was right, which was which left me empty for a little bit was. You, you know, you're crawling up the hill for the dream. Mm -hmm. And to me, the dream was that show. Yeah. And when you hit the dream and now it's gone, what are we dreaming? Yeah. yeah. Right. And so that thing that, that had pushed me up the hill the whole time was gone. And that motivation was gone. And I didn't have a second dream. Okay. I didn't have anything because to me, I was like, but well, this is it. It's going to be on for 20 years. I'm on, you know, whatever. And, uh, that did not happen. Yeah. We, it, it, but I will tell you, looking back, man, it's the second most fun I've ever had. Second most, right. but it's, it was like, we did, we were every day I walked in and when we were, we we're in that writer's room, one of my favorite, my bud, the head writer was a guy named Bob Oshak. Do you know, Bob? I know. Bob his I was a comic and he yeah. writes for Mar Bill Maher. Uh -huh. You know, Bob Mitzi, sure, mm -hmm. yeah. was sure Bob was going to be the next Dave Letterman. Yeah. Mitzi was positive this dude was going to be. Yeah. But but he was my head writer, and mm -hmm. we would come in every day and things would be get pitched around the table. And I would always say, yo, what makes it on TV is what makes us laugh. Yeah. Don't worry about what we think is going to make them laugh. Do we think it's funny? Mm. It's on TV. And so for me, that was like why it was so fun. Cause every, we were a hundred percent behind and we did dumb. Yo, there was one morning I hid in the giant recycling bin <laughs> yeah. dressed as a gorilla. Uh, and I, and the recycling, there was a, just, you had to walk past it to get in the office. And I jumped out of the, I scared everybody <laughs> and we would just do weird. And they were like, you're going to film it. I'm like, nah, I'm not filming it. It's just for fun. <laughs> right. And Mel Brooks was in the office above me. Uh-huh. So I went up, Oh man, I went up one day. I was like, do I get to meet Mel Brooks? So I went up one day and uh, he was nice, nice dude. Right. Nice, yeah. And we, we talk and all this stuff. And it was real quick. And he said to me, Hey, I go, yeah. He goes, make sure you empty the trash on your way out. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah <laughs> got it it yeah. was fucking great but yeah. what a phenomenal experience man and and yeah. um it really like it i took a lot of good stuff from there and have made other great things because i had that experience okay well let me ask you this in that six months where you were uh regrouping we'll call it regrouping okay <laughs> Did you find anything that you 
did to to hasten that to to not to not make it succeed? Did you find anything that sabotaged it? That you oh didn't yeah yeah know? yeah 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 yeah. You mean as far as did I your learn anything about my your attitude? You're you're like how you do, you know? Because and, and there's the reason I'm asking you this, pal, is because I get I found out I sabotage when I'm getting praise because I feel like I don't deserve it. Huh? Here's my deals. I uh, I like cars. I was on a car show for years. Yeah, and I had um. Well, a real professional driver on my last episode, uh, Ben Collins was, uh, was his professional driver that took me, uh, gave me a, well, I was at a track and he gave me the, uh, the Dodge Hellcats, 800 horsepower. I'm in the car, cameras are all around. He's teaching me how to do donuts and figure eights. I'm just throwing this beast around and he goes, you're getting it. You're doing great. And as soon as I got the praise, Josh, I pulled the trigger because I don't <laughs> fuck. I have to kill this. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the comedian. People ask me about comics. You guys are happy people, right? I'm like, none of us got on stage. Cause we feel good about ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do yeah. you, you, you think I stood in front of a room full of strangers and, and wanted to eat shit for five yeah. years because I felt good about myself. That's yeah. you don't understand the psychology of us. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you how I sabotage or have in the past. Good. Nice phrasing. Well, I really have been working on this Mm -hmm. is I would tell you I'm an, I was an 80 percenter. Right. And what I mean by that is I would get things 80, 90% of the way. Mm -hmm. I just could, I'll give you a good example. There was a show I did for a couple of years called controlled chaos. Yeah. Which man, yeah, I, I saw you had, you had Tim Dillon was on and um, you got uh, the guitar Tim, in the background. He had a Martin D28 too. I was like, I like that axe, dude. Tim Dillon was on, Luke Bryan was on, yeah. Darius Rucker was on, yeah. uh, Tiffany Haddish was on. Like, we had it was a real legit talk show, yeah. It was fun 80% of the way, man. I, if I'm honest with myself, I, I, I got all the creative, I did everything that last little bit that I knew to make it Mm -hmm. look good, to make it sharp, to make it shiny, all those things that I know you need to do. I just am a dude who will take it to the 10 yard line and then be like, blame somebody else. Why I didn't get to the goal line. Well, I did all this shit. Where's everyone else? I did. I got us to the 10 where, right. And, and so I, I had to have a serious conversation with myself about Mm -hmm. like why I was sabotaging my own work that way. And it was, it was just basically, it goes back to how you feel about how I felt about myself. And so it was a tough one, man. It was tough one, but comics, man, Mm. the reason we all, you and I have never had conversations before, but the reason I could talk to you forever we have a shared experience. Yeah. We have a bond that I don't think people understand that this is, I know what you've been through, even though I don't, but I do. Yeah. Do you know? And so like, we're, uh, we're a lot of the same animal. And so we have a lot of the same issues and that self-sabotage I think is right up there. Yeah. For most of us. And that, that's why I wanted to ask you why, you do it because like you said, there's, there's a, there's a esprit de corps. We have the comics we have. It's, it's funny. Dana Gould, uh, I heard on his podcast, he goes, if you, if you go to a Hollywood party and uh, you go in the corner and there's comics, they're all huddled in the corner because they have, they're comfortable. 
They can talk to each other. <laughs> that is so you you're there. The comics find each other. Yeah. 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 No doubt. No yeah. Doubt. But yeah. we do have the self sabotage And I think, and I also think it's, it's at this point in our lives, Josh, we've made those mistakes and like something's got to change. You got to have stones to change. Look, you got to have the stones to get on stage and talk about what hurts you or how, whatever brought you to that stage. That's a certain kind of courage, but that's also, you're using it. You're using the art to, to, to get to the bottom of something. The next step, that last 10% is the honesty and how can I fix it and owning what, what I've been doing. I did the same thing with you with blame. Like I got TV deals when I was a kid and I had no frame of reference. I was a kid from long Island. I'm just, I just want to be funny. And I was getting all this attention and that was my identity. And this was, Oh, this is going to go on forever. I didn't know it was going to go away. So when I, when I talked to um, the producers and writers and stuff, I'm like, well, they must, they're in the TV, TV business. I'll listen to them. But subconsciously it was like, I was using, if it didn't work, I could blame them. But I was too young to know that. Yeah. I was come from Long Island. I never, I'm not from a showbiz family. My father did kitchens and bathrooms. You were either, you were either construction or you were awaiting parole. I mean, this was the name. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, I came, I, I grew up in Amherst, Mass, which mm-hmm. is like a small town. And yeah. there was no entertainment. It was, that was a, yeah. you know, both my parents worked at, a, at UMass and all that stuff. I remember the first joke I ever told, by the way. Tell me at Iron Horse. Okay. So my mom and dad were in the front row. I was 16, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I got on stage and I said, Hey everybody, I'm Josh I'm 16. I'm really nervous. Cause this is the first fucking time I'll be able to fucking swear in front of my cocksucking mom. <laughs> and- <laughs> what a proud moment for the family. <laughs> Yeah. You know, my dad was really trying not to laugh. My mom was like, <laughs> because, you know, when I was walking to the stage, you remember the cameras, the Z, Z, click. The yeah, yeah. Z, Z, yeah. I could hear that the whole Z, Z, click. Oh, and Z, <laughs> I was on stage. She was right up front. Z, Z, click. As soon as I told that joke, man, that camera went down. She was just like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this comedy stuff. I think. Oh God. That's funny. Well, it was, it was funny in the house then mom and dad were funny. And my brother, I had three older brothers, right? My brothers are funny. My mom is not funny. Right. Um, my dad is low key funny. Right. He's an understated dude. Yeah. But my old, you know, I had three older brothers, so it was make people laugh or get punched in the face. But that's, it's what we do. You know, what would you do? What would you do? Exactly. It's like a golfer. I'm going to retire to do what? Play golf. That's what you do. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's right. And you know, we, okay. We would be annoying at other jobs. We are annoying at other jobs. (laughs) Would be. What are you kidding me? Right? We don't fit into the world. That's why they made a stage for us. Get up there. Get away from me and get up there. You don't want me as your bank teller, like putting your money, putting your money in, going, oh. Yeah. Is this the only check? Is this the only check you got to put in today? Because (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, what, what, what I really, I really love about you is you, we share the same uh, uh, joy in pranking people oh. that we love. Yeah. Come on. 
I got to ask you to tell the story if you, if you, if you want about uh, the tutor coming to the door, oh, Adam, come on. <laughs> it is like, but can I tell you now, do you do things to your wife to bother? I bother my wife too, but I really, I really torture my friend, Phil. Like I, he's on the podcast with me. Josh, I made, I made a, um, a coupon for a, a friends and family iPhone deal, 50% off. I just made it on my computer and yeah. I emailed it to him. I said, it's only good for 24 hours. You got to print it out and go to the, go to the Apple store right now and claim it. And he, <laughs> he was yelling at them. I got it right here. They go, no, you got to go to AT&T. Fuck. He drives to AT&T. They send him back to Apple. He's running around all afternoon with this thing I made up. Did he call? Was he calling you? Yes. Yeah, screaming. Is there and a code like, you... number, a pin number? <laughs> <laughs> Phil, that thing's supposed to work, man. Did you print it out in color? <laughs> Did you He's print sweating. it out in color? You didn't tell me to fucking print it out in color. Right, you got to go back and print it out in color. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, my wife, like, I do daily little things like... Mm. I like putting my dirty socks in her pillowcase before she goes to sleep. I like doing that. That just little things, you know, to bother her on a daily basis. Cause I'll, yeah. I like to forget that I planted it uh-huh. and then just to hear a scream from upstairs, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's got such a great sense of humor about it. She knows who she married, Yeah. but she's also started to get in on the pranks. The thing with the tutor who came to the door, mm-hmm. That wouldn't have worked if she hadn't sold it. Right. Do you know what I mean? But so, so basically what happened, I was a single dad and, um, I like playing jokes on my kids too, because, and they liked it and they scare me. And mm-hmm. we, we had a good time at growing up, you know, I didn't have a lot of money and, um, I used to take them to, to Petco to kind of, cause yeah, they love the pets and right. Yeah. It was free. And, and so one day my daughter and she was, six, I guess at the time. And all three of the kids were in Petco and my daughter was six and my youngest son was like three. And my oldest son was probably eight. And she just walked up to me at Petco and she goes, I know I didn't eat my breakfast, but can I, can I have a cookie? And I was like, I don't know how many cookies. Mm-hmm. And she goes, uh, no, one of the Petco cookies. I go, show me what you're talking about. <laughs> so they have these little, they look like chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> And I, and I was like, you want to eat that cookie? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then my youngest son was like, well, come on, I don't get a cookie. And I was like, do you, do you want a cookie? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And I go, okay. My bet, the bet, my oldest son was just staring at them and he was just kind of confused. And he just kind of turned to me, talked to me out of the side of his mouth. And he goes, that's dog food, right? And I go, yeah. <laughs> and then he go, I go, do you? You want a cookie? And he was like, no. <laughs> and so they ate those cookies, man, but they always were trying to get back at me. Mm-hmm. And so one day this was his best attempt at getting back at me. Oh, my wife went to pick up Jacob at school. And, um, if you're going to get me, you got to also take into account if something normally happens during a day mm-hmm. and then it doesn't happen. I take mental note of that. Okay. And if a couple of those things happen, I assume that somebody's about to fuck with me. Okay. So I, Beth goes off to pick up Jacob. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, huh, because I, that was usually my job, but she did it. And that's cool. And, 
And, uh, but it was just a tiny little bump. And then there's a knock at the door. It's some kid mm. holding a clipboard. And I'm like, can I help you? And he's like, yeah, I'm here. I'm Jacob, Jacob's tutor. And I'm like, how come I don't have no Jacob has a tutor, you know? Right. So that's like red flag number two. And I'm like, who, who are you supposed to, who told you to, who booked this? And he was like, I don't know, but it says I'm supposed to ask for Josh. Red flag number three, because I'll tell you something right now. One, my wife is too responsible to order a tutor mm-hmm. and not be there a half an hour ahead of time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Secondly, I don't know about your wife, but my wife does not let me talk to people that I don't have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My wife has people come over and do stuff on the house. She goes, I don't want you to be here. Why? Cause the landscape is going to be here and you're going to find out what it costs and you're going to yell. That's it. So kid, and he says, you're supposed to ask for Josh red flag. I'm like, okay. Right. But some, to me, something's up. It does not smell right. right. There's no way there's a tutor that I don't know about that. She, Beth left me to handle. No way. Mm. So I'm like, do you want to come in and wait for them? They'll be back. They just said uh, went to pick them up at school. And he was like, fine. So he comes in and sits down. Now look, man, if you're in on the joke, you're going to let me do things that a normal person wouldn't let me do. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you're you in an agenda. agenda. Yeah. You, you have an agenda. So I will test your agenda. I go, Hey man, I go, I'm about to go work out. And he was like, okay. I go, let me just go change. I'll be right out. And I came out in, in short spandex shorts and like a tight tank top showing my belly a little bit. <laughs> and I started to stretch out in front of him. You know, just like real, like, you know, like, um, Travolta staying alive, you know, that yeah. gif, you know that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was doing that kind of stuff, you know? And, uh, he was just like, Ooh, he was trying not to look. And I was trying to pay, you know, here's what a normal person won't do is they're not going to touch you in any way, shape or form. Right. So I asked to do, this is eating up my gym time, waiting for these guys to come back. I go, do you, can you help me real quick? I got a trainer, but. I'm going to be late. And he was like, what do you need? I said, can you just help me stretch out my hammy? <laughs> and he was like, what? I go, can you just help me stretch out my hammy? I just need to help with my hammy. <laughs> and he was like, well, what do you need me to do? And I laid on my back and I was like, can you just push my ankle? You know what I mean? So, and now if he had said, no, nah, I can't do that. I'd have been like, oh, this dude's a real. Right. Yeah. But as soon as he was like, Okay. Because I know he's trying to get to whatever his prank is. Yeah. I don't even know what his prank is yet. Yeah. But I'm, he's trying to get there. And I, man, <laughs> look, I've said this before. I, I don't want to say that I can fart on command, but, but like there's one in the chamber, usually just hanging out just in case you're on a plane or something, you know what I mean? And you need to battle. You need, you need two face. negatives. To me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I look at it when I'm on a plane, look, everybody's gassing it up. Yeah. Two negatives make it positive. So, <laughs> so I'm, I, but I, bla- yo, I thought I was, I thought it was just going to be like a, <sighs> yeah. Like a, like, yeah. like an old dude sounded sitting down. Yeah. <sighs> like, you know what I was like, <laughs> I just want it it was a it was like um have you ever been to a bar mitzvah and heard someone blow the haft torah <laughs> oh so it's happy new year yeah 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 <laughs> it was like a 
<laughs> Ram's horn. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like in the fifties, you know, when they they were like, "This is what it's gonna sound like if there's a nuclear disaster." The air raid. You know, <laughs> yeah, except we just. And uh, he was not. He oh. stepped back. This might be one of my favorite things, and anyone and I try. I I didn't laugh, but I wanted to. Right. One of my favorite things when I farted, he stepped back. And he didn't say it to me. He said it almost like up in the air. And he goes, what the fuck? Like, that. <laughs> like, like he was in over his head already. Do you know what I mean? Like, ah, what am I doing here? You know? And then he, he said, I'm not, I'm not helping you stretch out of that other hammy. I was like, yeah, you don't have to. I got it. I'll take care of the next one. And he started to, uh, he started to stutter. <laughs> he was like, I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait outside. <laughs> and I was like, why are you stuttering? And he said, I stutter when I get nervous. And I was like, Oh, and he went outside. Now I feel like I've won this. Right. And this is the type of child I am. I grabbed the chair. I, I put it probably five feet in front of the front door and just waited for my wall. <laughs> I wanted her to know who won. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I, I wanted her to know, oh, you, oh, there aren't two people here. Yeah. Guess who won? Well, my wife came home. She's like, what are you doing in front of the door? And I was like, uh, did you see the tutor? She goes, oh, is a tutor here. And then her phone rang and I see her go, hello. And she just looks at me and she goes, he did what? <laughs> did you sexually harass him? I go, was he real? She goes, what the fuck does that mean? Was he real? And I go, wait, was he a real tutor? And then Jacob came in. Mm. Uh, and, uh, he goes, it's a tutor here. And my wife goes, ask your dad. And I was like, <laughs> I think I made a mistake. I, th- <laughs> I go, I, go <laughs> I think I made a mistake. And they were like, what? I go, was he real? And they were both like, what are you talking about? Was he real? What does that mean? And so I was just like, oh no, this is not good because I really laid it on this dude, you know, just this guy <laughs> coming over to do his job. And so like, I told my wife, I'm like, you got to tell him to come back tomorrow so I can apologize. Right. And she goes, okay. And I hear her go, eh, yeah. yeah, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to see you. And I go, yeah, get it. I totally get it. I go, but I'll surprise him. She goes, you think that's a good idea? You're going to jump out of the fucking bushes? You think this is a good idea to, to surprise this kid? And I was like, no, 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 not surprise him. But like, I just want to apologize right. face to face. Sure. And um, so she was like, okay. I go, I'll apologize and walk right out. She goes, okay. So he come, there's a knock on the door. He comes back. I open the door. I was trying to be as nice. Like it was like a, Hey, my man, you know, like, Hey, waka waka. Uh, and he had, he went straight panic attack Yeah, and held his chest and dropped to his knee and started stuttering again. And there right. was like fluid fluid coming out of his mouth and his nose. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like I, because you know what I am, Adam, I'm sure you're the same way. I'm not a bully. I no. like to fuck with people, no. I, but I don't, I don't punch down. I'm no, not a dude goofy. Who down. Yeah. Goofy. Yeah. goofy. And so that's how I want it to be. But when I've realized that oh, I'm maybe punching down on this, this yeah. is not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. 
And especially this kid is like really in a crisis. Right. So I called Jacob. I'm like, Jacob, Jacob. And he runs out. I go, call the police, call the ambulance or a doctor. Like, I don't, I'm not prepared for this. And I don't know if this takes a bad turn. Right. We need somebody here. Mm -hmm. So Jacob gets on his phone and he goes, hello. Yeah. No, I don't know the answer to that. No, I don't. I don't know the answer. It's my dad. And he hands me the phone and I go, hello. And Jacob looks right at me and goes, got you. I go, what? And he goes, got you. And I look down, I go, what about this kid? And he looks up at me and he stutters. He goes, good, 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 good. Got you. What, what, what? I go, what do you mean you got me? And Jacob was like, we thought we were going to get you yesterday. We had no idea you would sniff it out, but I knew you wouldn't think he was coming back the second day. Mm. They planned this whole fucking thing. They never told me what the original joke was going to be. Right. It's funny. They've never told me what the original joke was going to be because this ended up being, they got far worse. And Jacob had never gotten me before. Right. This was the first time. But it was, man, because I thought, yeah, I had won. You thought you had won. And then, then, I mean, you thought you hurt somebody. It was so brilliant. Yeah. For me, the best joke is the best practical jokes are the ones like the one you did on your buddy. Yeah. Where, where there's emotion involved. Yeah. Where, where there's peaks and valleys and people are being taken on a roller coaster ride Mm -hmm. because you're, what makes me laugh about your friend, Phil, Mm -hmm. the excitement he was feeling as he was walking into the first store, right? Yeah. Yeah. The disappointment, Mm -hmm. but the excitement, that he was feeling walking into the second store. Like, do you know that roller coaster that you yeah. sent him on? <laughs> and the and amount of for time. him to be, I'm sure he was in his car. I printed out a Like, I'm sure he was, you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. picturing it. This is that, that kind of stuff, this kind of stuff that takes minimal effort on your part. Mm-hmm. But is just causes the best reactions or something. Yeah, so they start spinning in their world, and then you just keep throwing coal into the into the locomotive engine to keep them going. The color is something I would have never thought of. Did you print <laughs> it out in color? I would have never. That is genius because he was probably like, "No, well, you got to print it out in color." You want an iPhone or not? There's only so much I can do. I, I mean, I have to tell you, and, and I want to tell you this with all due respect. I may borrow that. <laughs> Go right ahead. It's fun. Oh, but I just... If you borrow that and you use it and, 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 and go, go with God, my friend, and enjoy it, you have to come back and tell me how it went because I have to talk to you again because you really made me laugh. <laughs> I would love to. This thing, I, I would I would have to because you were the one who set it up. I, I've been an admirer of yours and I'm glad we got to spend time, my friend. I really, I really, I really like what you do, the way you do it and how you do it. And if people want to watch what you're doing, uh, your YouTube channel is, uh, well, I think it's 1.4 million people are watching you. Well done. I think man. so. Yeah. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. Be well and be happy. And hopefully we'll laugh again soon. All right. Anytime I'm, I'm here. You got it. Best to you and the family. Thanks my man. The ADD interview was brought to you by CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com has everything for your CBD needs. Now, let's say you have to pass some gas, and it's a little louder than you thought it was going to be. Have you ever been to a bar mitzvah and heard someone blow the Haftorah? This could cause you a little anxiety. So why don't you do what I do? Take one of the gummies they have at CruiseIntoWellness.com. 
They also have tinctures, pain creams, bath products, pet products, anything you want. You're not paying full price. Hell no. You get 20% off with the coupon code ADAM. 20% off anything they have at cruiseintowellness.com. Go. Feel better. I'm Josh Wolf, and that's 30 Minutes I Will Never Get Back. That guy makes me laugh. <laughs> He does. Oh and he's got a laugh I love to get. Yeah. He's got a great laugh. Him and, and I think I mentioned Ryan Sickler's got that. Starn, you got a laugh I like to get. <laughs> I, got a, I got a laugh that angers a lot of people. But Josh, you you were so dead on the money with his laugh. It just pulls you in. Mm. And all of a sudden, you're just laughing along with him. It was it was great to see you guys crack each other up, man. That was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, it, that's, that's what we do. Yeah. He's so present. Mm. I love that. Um, and you know what else I loved? What? <laughs> I laughed out loud. What? When you guys, when he was saying, what else are we suited to do? Can you imagine me as a bank teller? Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd say, uh, is that all you got? Don't you think you I should came be back to my lunch hour for this deposit? <laughs> I mean, it's so true. Yeah. You guys would be disrupting everything. Yeah, like just, nothing would get done. They'd just come right out. I, like I couldn't be a doctor. Doctor, what is it? It's your friggin' liver. What do you want from me? <laughs> You're drinking like a Kennedy. I can only do so much. Hilarious. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, I, 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 I know I'm not a comedian on the level of you guys, but I definitely belong on the island of misfit toys. I can't, <laughs> I can't do anything in the real world. Now, I've tried to have jobs like that. I did. I don't know if I ever told you I was. I would did like a telemarketer at one point. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long time ago. Are and you the idiot it, calling me to sell yeah. me an extended warranty on a car that I don't own? <laughs> I probably talked to you. Yeah, early '90s. That was me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they give you a script, right? And it's this whole like formatted thing. And I can't work with that. I'm like, I can write better stuff than this. So I'm like freelance and an ad living, you know, and you're on the phone with some total stranger. You're like, well, sir, you are currently alive. Well, that's a good day. All right, great. Hey, what if I told you I could give you a thousand dollars for free right now? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm lying, but Hey, now I've got your attention and all this crap. And every day afterwards, the, 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 the supervisor would be like, all right, Mr. Stern, we need you to stick to the script. What's your problem? Just stick to the script. Mm -hmm. And when I say every day, I'm in the two days I worked there before I quit because I was like, <laughs> I can't do it. Well, yeah. I'm, I have a little flip side to that Go ahead. because I can do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. In fact, I have done a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I feel like Adam has kidnapped me. So now I'm all his. <laughs> <laughs> you got I'm nice on... shoes, don't you? It ain't a bad life. I'm I'm ruined on Adam's Island. <laughs> well, it's a nice island. Lots of shoes. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I'm ginger. Thank you, by the way, for introducing me to Josh Wolf because I am now a huge fan, <laughs> and I got to go back and find the old show, the Josh Wolf show. I want to I want to check that out. I bet it was a ton of fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and and he did it all with his with his friends and his family. So that's what uh, kind of made it special for him. And he was a mess when it went away. And well, that brings me to ask this question. How are you when some of the shows that, that, <laughs> that you were in went away? I took it in stride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mark, you should ask me about that. OK, Alex, how <laughs> I'm, was he? I'm more like Adam's cut man in the corner. <laughs> I'm like, Adam, it's, okay. it's out of your control, Adam. It's OK, Adam. You're going to get right out there, Adam. Something new's going to come up, Adam. And it and it usually does. Can't see the future, Mick. Open my eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be tough. You yeah, know, you're part tough. of this great, you know, experience and this cool mm -hmm. like family on the show. And then it goes away and you're like, 
Well, what's the next thing? There's got to be all this uncertainty. In- yeah. Yeah, Adam. Adam just has to go through the process. You know, well, the gr- been- it's almost like a grieving process. It, it takes you a while. A lot of things are not in our control. It's true. I will tell you this, Mark. I'm still not over it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, yeah. Good. those sons bad. of bitches that comes out of my mouth randomly for no reason it's true he's working <laughs> she's working yeah oh, that makes it worse we'll be sitting watching a movie and someone will come on that i know i'm like he's working that just <laughs> hilarious but, yeah. but you know what was great about that conversation that you and josh had mm. it, it was what he brought up I, I don't know who said it to him but when he said well is that going to be your only idea yeah and and I love that because that's what turns that that's what that turns your whole attitude around. You're like, no, I got other stuff. This is great. And then you then you focus on the future instead of, you know, keeping your feet in the past. Yeah, you can open a door in someone's mind and just turn their head to see something <laughs> different. And then, oh, now I got. It. Yeah. Like you said, you can't hold on to the baby. Yeah, you can't hold on to the baby. You can't, you know, yeah. you, don't be precious with those thoughts. Mm-hmm. See, here's the thing is I can do that for other people. I can't do it for me. <laughs> right. I can't. Yeah. You know, it's like it, it's it's like I can only see one way. It's it's like I'm going through life with a neck brace on. I can only see. <laughs> can't turn my head. See another idea. I'm locked on what I want, and that's it. <laughs> well, that makes you who you are. I'm not happy with me. Goodness. But yeah, it's, it was that light bulb moment for him that, uh, you, you know, you're not a comic, you're a creator. And that's why, you know, he didn't play the guitar for a long time for fear of what other comics would say. Oh, he's a guitar act, you know? Right. So, uh, but now he's just like, I'm, I'm having fun. Yeah. Honey. Yeah. I never got that. I, I thought funny is funny, whether you do it with a guitar, whether you do it with a puppet, whether you do it with, with anything, mm-hmm. why does there have to be, you know, these certain sections or sectors. So you can feel superior to other people. <laughs> Stand up cunts. It's no different from any other location. <laughs> you can all of you. In the oh art world, don't you you don't you don't think people looked at Michelangelo and go, it's a friggin' ceiling painter. Try putting it on a wall, asshole. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's all bullshit. Funny's funny. You know. Except mimes. Fucking asshole. <laughs> Get out of the box. Get out of the box. Yeah. There's a reason you're in the friggin' box, all right? <laughs> Marcel Marceau what? Move on. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I will say this. Mm. You are the greatest prankster I have ever known. But mm. The story of the prank with the tutor yeah. is just brilliant. I love that he sniffed it out. And I love, by the way, none of that works if the, the kid, the tutor, the stuttering tutor, doesn't play his cards perfectly. Right. And he made all of that work. Genius. Yeah. See, okay, that's what I was getting to in the in the opening statement. The anxiety took him out of his intuition. He went, uh-oh, I screwed up. And that's what made that to be able to turn on him. Yeah, honey. You know what it was? What? The tutor was a better liar. That's all it was. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> no, I think when, they, when when the kid went down and stuttered, and, and to Josh's credit, he went, uh-oh, I made a mistake, and mm-hmm. I I hurt somebody's feelings. I have to correct this. That anxiety and that fear spun him out and, and took it him did. out of his intuition. I, it I, did, but yeah. it took his wife. It took his wife in that fake phone call mm-hmm. to really, because he was sitting by the door. And I, by the way, I love that move. Like, I've beat you. I defeated your mm-hmm. prank. Yes. I'm going to sit here and lord over you like I'm the <laughs> king of the jungle. And then she pulls that great phone, like, 
he did what? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> did, did you sexually harass <laughs> And he's like, oh, my God. I Maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, the fact that he kept saying, was that, was he real? And their response was brilliant. What the F does that even mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? Was he real? When they're on their heels, you attack them. And then all of the insecurity and anxiety, that overrid, as you said, Adam, overrode all of his instincts and intuition and gut and everything. And he's like, oh, no, I have erred gravely here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to tell you, Adam, if you made me eat dog cookies, mm-hmm. I would freaking <laughs> hire someone, I have a script, and I would be a good little liar. Okay. Get you back. All right, fine. <laughs> Note to self, not feeding the wife dog cookies. Yes, <laughs> Thank you for bringing that part of the story up, Alex. And it's just a point, you know, that I think everyone should take notice of. If you work at Petco, shouldn't there be somebody standing guard over the cookies, the, the dog food that looks like cookies? Well, he's right on the stand. Like, don't he, eat these. Well, he's right on the stand. Why the, the dogs are not looking to go, look at those cookies? They don't have a concept of cookies. No. <laughs> Make it look like a phone. You guys, there is a bakery on Fairfax that caters to dogs mm-hmm. that, you know, I lived in Paris. It, it smelled and looked like a Parisian bakery. I'm like, where's the our food? Right. Where's our stuff? No, all for dogs. Well, I'm guessing poodles. <laughs> Not a master. Yeah, it's a, a big line of, of poodles. I was like, wow. <laughs> Goodness. And Fairfax, that's I used to live over there, Stern, and that's that's the Hasidic neighborhood. And the dogs bark like this. Fair. Fair. <laughs> That's not from the bakery. Fair. <laughs> oh, I just love that Josh was like, "You want a cookie?" Hey, go ahead and eat yeah. it. And, and the older kid, the older kid says, dog da, uh, "That's dog food, right, Dad?" Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you like one? No, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to cap off the, the Tudor story, the way they got him at the end was so great. It goes into like the epileptic fit. Yeah. You know, he's like, gotcha. And he, and he gotcha. registered that. He's like, no, what are you talking about? And then and the, the stuttering Tudor saying, ga, 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 gotcha. I mean, <laughs> I just, it's just brilliant. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, thought it was now, I do want to say this, and this is in your defense, Alex. Mm-hmm. Do not take inspiration about the socks and the pillowcase thing, man. Don't go there. No, no, no. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> no. But I love I... that he plants them and waits for the scream and has forgotten about it. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. That, that, it makes it even better. Listen, I praise the friendship of Phil and Adam because mm. it takes a lot of stuff off of me. <laughs> Throw it Phil's way. <laughs> well, the thing I like about, thing I like about what, what I told him was he was like, oh, can I use that? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> that was a good one, Adam. Yeah. The Apple oh, yeah. um, certificate. Yeah, you got scared when I first. I did. did. I'm like, Adam, this is like counterfeit. <laughs> You know, it's going to get Phil out of the house. That's what it's going to do. does get a phone from this? I was like, wow, he even has the serial number on it. <laughs> it's all bullshit. <laughs> Did you print it in color? Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, Phil, we miss you. God, we love you. Yes, even Phil. Too. Even yeah. Phil, we love you, man. <laughs> and even Phil. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Love you, Bill. <laughs> I want to thank Josh. I want to thank Josh Wolf for being my guest. Uh, he's a very funny guy. And uh, check out his YouTube channel. And if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? <laughs> the Adam Ferrar at Gmail. Uh, thank you, folks, for leaving us a review, especially on Podbean, because Phil sees them. <laughs> but the reviews help us with our friend, Mr. Algorithm. Uh, we got T-shirts. Uh, there's a link to T-shirts. There's a link to my YouTube special. And please remember that life is hard. You take it easy on yourself. The pod has ended. Go on, Pete. Your photo bomb, Phil. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.